powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Leaf fans, beating the Kings 5 nothing is fun, but you know what's more fun? Mitch Marner getting 21. Mitch Marner getting 21. And on top of that, having tonight on the stream the one and only Toronto's favorite hockey Twitter giffer, Omar. Tic Tac Omar, welcome to the show, buddy. Welcome, Woo! welcome, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's a great time to jump on. No, just, no just kidding, saying. eh? Yeah, no kidding. Honestly, like, of all the games, like this was definitely the best one. Back-to-back shutouts, which I made the joke. But I made the joke before we started recording. Imagine if they blew it. That would have been hilarious. Why? Why? Well, still- Lauren is so funny. Lauren tweeted like with like three minutes left in the game, saying like, "This is an amazing win. Come join us for Game Over Toronto." And I. I had to tweet. I'm like, "Don't jinx it." <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, but yeah, man. Like, but you like felt any- it less. Yeah, any. Everything that could have went well did. Granted, there were some like really bad things that took place, but like as far as like gameplay goes, like it was outstanding. Solid game, top to bottom. Solid win. Solid play by so many players. So many, so many players getting goals tonight. So many people getting points. Michael Bunting got points. Uh, mm. And who else got a point? Uh, Connor Timmons got his first point, I believe, as on a, yeah. as an assist. Like, what a great night for everybody. And like you said, back-to-back shutouts from two different goalies. I don't know the last time. Maybe someone in the chat can look it up for us at some point during the game. But the last time, back-to-back shutouts by different goalies on the Leafs. I feel like it might have been a Reimer Gustafson. I don't know for so I don't know why why that why that comes to mind. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a Reimer Gustafson year. I mean, I mean, you're probably more right than I am. At this point, but <laughs> I mean, Omar, I got to ask, do you remember the last time the Leafs played the Kings? Because it feels like it was in an alternate universe. I feel like I'm in an episode of Rick and Morty and I just got <laughs> poured it over. Like, I, it's completely different. What do you think, man? Like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just it's it's very similar to last year, how like the Leafs would have like, these like really bad losses against teams at the beginning of the year and then like have these like crazy redemption games and stuff. But yeah, it's just, it's it's. It's literally like my worry, my concern, especially with TJ Brody coming back, was just like the love of the play that they have that they've gone through to make up for all the injuries. I was worried, like, okay, maybe they might say, well, Brody's back, we can kind of take our foot off the gas. But mm-hmm. like, no, like they like from the be- opening shift, like the Matthews Nylander bunting line had like a great scoring chance right out right off the top, and they just like kept coming and going. And like the fact that it was scoreless after the first is just hilarious because like. Like from start to finish, the Leafs like dominated the game, and that's something I still don't think Leafs fans are used to. I'm definitely not used to that. Again, no. I was like expecting the like, coolest like, two great periods, and then like maybe they score like one or two here, but then they kind of hold it down. But like no, from start to finish, like they never gave the Kings any life. It was awesome. We're so damaged. Well, Very. we're gonna we're gonna get to all of that. We're gonna get to everything. We're gonna get to some questions for you, Omar. Mm. Uh, we're gonna get to uh, a weird interaction with Pierre Engvall. And Sean Dursey. But you know what my favorite interaction is? Sports interaction, that's right. Think you know which way it's going to go. Make your bet with sports interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, sports interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, and play are one of our many prop bets. Sports interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash stpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN 19 plus please play responsibly. Woof, where to start? <laughs> you know, speaking of betting, last year's Leafs when this game happened, I would have bet against the Leafs and that they were going to lose again to the Kings because underwhelming team, they don't show up against these teams. And even earlier this season, we were losing our minds when they were playing the California teams and not playing this well. And and top to bottom it's like a different team it's like night and day and it's it's so nice to see and it's so nice to be able to tweet out with three minutes left that they won and not worry that they're gonna blow it like it doesn't feel like last year it doesn't feel like last year and and it's just it's so great to see omar it must be you you look you spend most of your time watching all this leafs content so yeah. for this game tonight <laughs> You know, when they score three goals in in sixty six seconds, are you telling them to slow down because you haven't clipped the goals yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's as as awesome as it is where for the least to score like goal after goal, like as a person that like that like gifts and gifts the games, it's also like 
please stop, stop, stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> so like I'm so like I watched the first goal, like Angle scores. I'm like, okay, cool, sweet. I'm getting that one ready. And then like camp scores, I'm like, okay, cool. And then like immediately <laughs> I see Nylander like breaking down. I'm like, please don't, 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 don't these scores. I'm like, so it, it's like a bittersweet thing. Like obviously, like you'll like, you'll you'll deal with it, it's whatever, but like it, it's it's I just, I just think like the the speed of the goals is one thing, but I just thought it was hilarious that like after the Leafs make it three nothing, Sheldon keeps like, oh no, we're gonna keep on going, and then like sends out like Marner, Tavares, and Matthews like right after or something like that. So it's just like, but that but that's what the team needs, right? Like we we've always been missing that killer instinct that like, hey, we have them, we you know let, let's not like take our foot off the gas, it's like let's keep going. And I think when it comes to like the least reaching that level of killing or having the potential to like put a team down, even though and not give them any opportunity to crawl back, this is a great example of it. And I guarantee you this is gonna be a game that like Sheldon Keith, the rest of the coaching staff are gonna go back to. Like in in the event where like things aren't going well, it's just like, hey, remember that game against the Kings at home? This is what we did. We attacked from the beginning. We kept on going, going. Even though we didn't get our goals, our goals on on all our opportunities, we kept going and going and capitalizing, defended when we had to. So again, this is like a textbook game for the least. And yeah, it's 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 exciting when all the goals come out all at once, or when just everything happens all at once. Uh, sometimes it can be a little quick when it comes to the the giffy and stuff. But you know, it, it's great either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, like you 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 touched on a really good point there because I felt like this game. I had to check the standings to see where the Kings were. Because I, I, for some reason, in my mind, I'm like, I have to look and I'm like, are they, a, like, they're not a bad team. They're in a playoff spot. And this game to me was like the mark of a contender because they were like saying, oh, oh, you forgot? Oh, you thought this was just a November thing. Oh, no, no, no. Like they, they wanted, to, they went out to embarrass them. You, I didn't even want to turn it off until the end of the game, like till the game, the buzzer went on because they were trying to score again. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like that attitude by this team. It's, it's, it's a big departure from what we'd seen in the past where maybe they would have got that that three-goal barrage in about a minute and they would have, you know, rested on their laurels, would have let in one, okay, and then they would have let some barrage of the net go. And then, but this time, completely different. Like, they're they're changing the narrative, this team. I, I, I think so. I think they're really changing the narrative. I'm, I'm in, guys. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing is that how i feel right now is exactly how i felt last year and i yeah. said the, i said the exact same thing i said the exact same thing this team is different i'm all in i am ready and then right and 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 this year it's just like this year we're, we're facing either boston or tampa like that's just like I, unless something drastic happens, Why? we're facing Boston or we're facing Tampa. Now, am I more confident in this team this year? Absolutely. Um, and aside from the fact that like the goaltending is better, world's better. There's confidence in the goaltending. The team is playing a lot better. But the thing is, is that we're also adapting and dealing with adversity. Riley went down. TJ Brody went down. When that happened, I'm like, hey, we're screwed. Like, like screwed, panic. You literally, yeah, you had Mark Giordano and Justin Hall in the top pair, right? (laughs) But despite all of the injuries and despite all the things that have gotten in their way, they have been still finding ways to contribute. And it's not only the big four. It's not only Matthews and Nylander and Tavares and Marner. Everyone else is bought in, whether it's goals, whether it's a good defensive play, whether it's like great penalty killing, um, you know, just great, great pressure to like, you know, sustain, um, you know, sustain panic in the opposition. Like every part of the team is buying into what they need yeah. to do. And like, I, I imagine Sheldon Keefe is just like in his bathroom at home screaming, like finally, because he's been talking about this for years. Like I referenced that, that horrific Amazon documentary all the time. But I always remember this conversation he had with um, Jason Spezza where he's just like, you know, I feel like we need to have a conversation with the team because like, you know, we have our leads and then we like, we, we, we allow like a goal here or there. So like, when can we get to a point where it's just like, we score four or five goals and like the game is over, like there's no hope for the opposition. And I think we're at that point, which is solid. And as, as long as they continue going with it, then I don't think there's going to be any problems as far as how the team performs. I and one thing same. I feel is oh go ahead sorry I feel the same way like I'm I'm again I said this at the beginning of the season I'm cautiously optimistic like mm-hmm. I feel the same way Omar at the beginning of the season I was like I don't know about the goaltending but if they can get that if they can get even ten percent of what these 
goalies have done in the past, it's going to be a different story than last year. And everybody has bought in defensively. It's it's been it's been a game difference. It's it's the reason that they've won all these games four nothing or five nothing, and the reason that they've won games three to two and two to one. You know, mm-hmm. last year twenty first in goals. Yeah, like, I can't believe that. You would think like the way that they just destroy worlds in like an instant with our offense. They're twenty first in goals, which is kind of like for me, which means they're doing it from the back end, which is something we're just not used to. Yeah, and to Lauren's point, like the, the fact that like they're they're comfortable winning those like two one and three one yeah. or three two games. Like it doesn't have to be like a cool, we're gonna like highlight real and all that type of stuff. Granted, there there were some a lot of those moments at the beginning of the season, but yeah, Lauren, like you bring up a great point. Like they're comfortable winning as long as they get the win. Yeah, I, I used to hate. I used to hate when Kessel said that. When when Kessel was on the team, he'd always be like, "Oh yeah, you know, we got the win. Hey, you know, we got the win." It's always they like, drive me nuts because I'm like, "No man, like you scored your goal. Like talk about it." But like, yeah, like they they only thing they care about is winning games, winning games, and making a strong foundation for what's to come later. So yeah, I think that's a great point. Well, and another thing that's different is Mitch Marner. Okay, like we have to, we gotta, we gotta get to Mitch Marner. Uh, before we before we forget, because what a story. To me, the goal was almost disappointing in the sense that I wanted that falling on his ass pass to get the Javaris and that be the point. Mm. But the, he, but off, off a terrible turnover from the Kings, he clapped that puck. I had not seen Mitch Marner wheel, like swing back and absolutely clap a bomb like that, and had Mike Johnson's body leave his soul <laughs> for about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Ferraro would be, would be proud of that one. Definitely. Get a religious experience on a bench there, between the benches there. But man, he's he's on something. He's a he's something I have never seen before on a Leafs team. And we just had Austin Matthews last season. But I feel like he's on such a different level than he's ever been in his life. And yeah, he's I- finally got it. Yeah, I think he's just I think he's just fully starting to round it, round things out a little bit. Like last year was big for him, you know, getting, you know, hitting the 30 goal mark for the first time, finishing with 35 goals, taking more shots, like more like purposeful shots, um, and getting to the point where like, he can actually be considered like a scoring threat. And yeah, like when when I saw him wind up, I was just like, bitch. <laughs> and then when I was like, oh my god, like it's just like you don't you don't expect it. You don't expect it from a from a player like Marner, but like He's I confident. think even though we don't expect it, I don't think doesn't mean that he doesn't have that capability. And I think he's really trying to to change change the script and show that like he's willing to do whatever it takes again to make sure the team has success. And I think at, adding that extra scoring boost, I think has been a great thing for him because yeah, within this like this twenty one game 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 point streak, you know, we usually think like oh it's just like assists and stuff, but like there are a lot of goals, man, like a lot of goals that he's scoring, and and that's again that just makes the top six better and. If there's anyone who is still like, oh, you know, you make too much money, like ah, I, I used to be that, I used to be that person when the the contract stuff came out. I was like, ah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like double digits, you have to be, you have to be able to score at least thirty for that. But he's, he's shut me up. He shut a lot of people yeah. up. Um, so it's been great. Absolutely, and yeah, like to your point, like the contract talk, that's over. That's that's done. To my in my mind, if he's a UFA right now, he's getting north of what he's getting right now. Easily and. Easily. So my, in my mind, the way I see Mitch Marner is that, and it's like we're seeing with like, I mean, it's a different example, but somebody like Cage Thompson, who is, you know, probably the same age as Mitch Marner and has just found his game. It's that growth and progress is not linear with these guys. Like they don't just become finished products when they're 23 or when they are done their ELC, that's it. They're finished products. That's all they're ever going to be. Right. You know, they need, I mean, it looks like he's taken the losses and all of the, the baggage and all of the hate. And everything that's come with it. And he's used it to make himself better and to sharpen himself. And, and it's really great to see. And, yeah, it's, it's a good reminder that these guys are still 25 years old, 24 yeah. years old. And that, you know, there is still another level to be had. Yeah, no kidding. I Actually, it's interesting that you bring, bring up Tage Thompson. Lauren, I have a question for you. Sure. When, when you – in the intermission, when you heard, you know, the panel talking about, like, oh, who's the best, like, Arizona star player? Mm-hmm. And, like, two of three said Tage Thompson. Do you think Austin Matthews heard that? I hope he did. <laughs> and I hope he puts it on, on on the inside of his car, on his rearview mirror for the next Buffalo game. I hope he lets it sit there until then. Because <laughs> I think I think Austin Matthews is the better player overall. I think long term he's going to have a higher ceiling. I don't want to 
shut down or look down on what Tage Thompson has been doing this season and what he did the other night. Like, don't get me wrong. That is a phenomenal accomplishment. Oh, my gosh. Four in one period. (sighs) I didn't see the game, but I saw the tweets about it. I'm just like, I I literally had to, like, look. I had to, like, take the glasses off and be like, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a spelling mistake. Couldn't believe (laughs) it. But, and I think that that's great, but I think that that's, I don't think this is going to be the norm for Tage Thompson. I think he's still going to be a really high goal scorer, but I think this is a a freak wave in in a bad storm. You know what I mean? Whereas I think Austin Matthews is a continual high surf of just absurd goal scoring and capability. And, and I think he's better on both sides of the puck than Tage Thompson is. So I disagree with the panel, but you know, that's why I'm not on the panel, I guess. Oh no. I mean, like I agree with that point, like hundred percent, like we, we have seen Matthews like go on these. Okay, I'm just gonna start scoring goals. Runs where he'll have like, like eight goals in like five games or something like that. So like, and I think I don't know what I don't know what the history is right now, but I'm pretty sure he scored a goal in like at least like four or five games now, right? So he's, oh, he's like, back to a 45 goal pace. Oh yeah, so he's like so, slowly coming up. So yeah, I I, I screen I screen grabbed a lot of those things. I'm definitely <laughs> gonna come back to it in April. There was a lot of screen grabs from this game. I pulled up the uh, the point streak from the other night because I couldn't remember it on our last stream, and Mitch Marner is one game away from tying Leafs killer Danny Heatley, my Holy most hated player <laughs> as a child. I hated, I hated. He brought out the Heatley in my heart and my soul. I hated that man with Flavor Carlson. And I hope he crushes that record. He's coming for it. And whew, yeah. what a special time for that guy. Oh, so many All good right. Leafs. Guys, I I hate to to poop the party here. That didn't, that didn't sound right. That sound, didn't sound right in my head. I hate to be the one to bring up the negative, but I have to bring up the negative because it did happen. Our favorite young prospect, Nicky Bobby, Nick Robertson, uh, went down with an injury that did not look very good the way he ran off the ice, holding the shoulder, kind of looked a little bit drooping. Again, don't want to speculate. I don't know the extent of the injury, but... Man, I just I feel terrible for the person. Like it's not even about the team and how it affects wins and losses. I feel terrible for the person because yeah. he has had a snake bit career so far. Absolutely, and you think like even though like there were some moments where like he'd be like healthy scratched like three or four games in a row, like this yeah. was his like full year in the NHL, and you know he yeah. got his opportunities, he got his looks. Like even though he wasn't scoring every game, you know I think he was still he still looked like he can have some type of contribution on this team on an NHL level and. It's just it's been the same thing for him over the last couple of years, just injuries, and it's it's so unfortunate. Like I I think that's and it, it's the best point to to bring up. Like as a person, like it's it's so unfortunate for him because you he screams work ethic and screams yeah. effort, and you know he's a person like that literally worked his ass off over the off season to be at this point to be playing games for the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs, and it just su- it sucks that that has gotten to this point, but. Ironically enough, that's been the the whole nature of the of this the season for the Leafs so far. Just like so, injuries yeah. left and right. Per David Alter and uh, per Sheldon Keith, uh, looks like he's going to miss significant time. So that looks oh, like it's beyond man. a sprain. Might be in separated territory. Just sucks. That's just it. Just sucks, and it's it sucks on all the few levels because how do you develop as a prospect when you're constantly rehabbing from injury? And it's not like it's the same injury. He just seems like it's unlucky. Like. You know, how do you work on your game when you're constantly in rehab mode? I don't know. That's that's well, the, tough. I mean, I, the answer I don't wanna, is you can't. You can't. Yeah. Especially as right? a hockey player, you need your shoulders to yeah. shoot a puck. And, but, and two seasons ago, he, what, broke his femur or yeah. something, right? Like, and it's, yeah. I don't think, Omar, do you think it's injury prone or is this just a freak series of accidents? Because this isn't like a repetitive injury, right? Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just accidents and just it's just like it's just bad luck. But I, I think to the to the question beforehand, like how do you get better? How do you develop as a prospect? I I think it all comes down to mentality and whether you're willing to just like not think that like oh my gosh I'm just like snake bitten or whatever or just like I'm injury prone. Like no, I can have I can work through this. I can get I can get past this and I can be a player long term. And I think Nick Robertson has that mentality and has that determination and that work ethic definitely. 
And, you know, it does help that he's part of an organization that puts a lot of like funding and care into health and performance and healing. I do think he has the mentality to bounce back from this. And I don't think, I don't think we're going to look at Robertson as, as a player that just, you know, is like, you know, as, um, you know, like, uh, oh my gosh, here's an example, like, like Joffrey Lupo, for example, who would yeah. get like hurt like all the time. I don't think it's that. I and I do think Robertson is still at an age where, you know, he can still bounce back from this. And, you know, it, it helps that he has that late birthday. You know, I, he's I just think 21. He, yeah, he just turned just 21. 21. Yeah, yeah, just turned 21. So there's still a lot, of time. a lot of time. If it ends up being the, you know, being, you know, significant time, maybe he's just back with the team for the playoffs, whether he plays or not, who knows. But I, I don't think this is going to be the last we're going to see of Robertson in a lease sweater in the NHL. So to that point, do you foresee, does, does this kind of force Kyle Dubas's hand in a sense that, you know, there's a kind of a bit of a debate, like, what do you go for in the, the deadline? Because obviously the team is fantastic, but they're not going to rest on their laurels. They're going to get somebody. Do you think that, shall, um, sorry, Sheldon Keith, uh, if Kyle Dubas is satisfied with the defense and he wants to deploy that asset capital to, let's just say, a left winger, like, do you yep. think that's going to be the target now? Because I'm starting to think it might be. Yeah, it has to be. Because if I see Kerfoot playing with Tavares again, I'm going to scream. Um, <laughs> and hey, that is, and, he scored a goal and, last game, okay? Truth. Empty net goal. Yes, and then he also passed the puck on a four-on-one. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, I, I yeah. think I think, I think think that the, usually, like, for the last couple of years, like, the focus has always been, like, oh, we need, like, depth defensemen and stuff. But, like, I think the blue – I think we've seen a lot of the least depth so far – Considering the fact that like every like first person up has played good minutes, Victor yeah. Mete's played good minutes, Mac Hollowell's played played good minutes, um, and now you have T.J. Brody back. Connor Timmins looks looks pretty solid. So if you bring Riley back, I don't even know who's gonna come out of the lineup at that point. Yeah, who do you replace? Oh, I hope it's not. I sw- oh my gosh, I I don't know. I, I'm not the coach. I can't I can't make that decision. But Say when it. it comes to the deadline, Say it. I want to know. I gotta know. It's not going to be Hall. Who's, who's bothering no, you? No, it won't you? be Tell Hall. Not. It's not going to be Hall. It won't be Hall. If it's, if it's one of the two boys, I'm going to be so it's mad. It's going to be. No, maybe I, maybe they take you yeah. out for a game to give him some rest because of how much he's been playing. Yeah, <laughs> which would give, which would be completely fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, poor, the poor guy. But yeah, I I think I think left wing needs to be needs to be the um the focus. Now here's my concern. Mm. My concern because I think about Matthew Nice and how the Leafs really wanted to sign Matthew Nice to that ELC last year, mm-hmm. and I'm concerned that Dubas says, you know what, I think we're fine. We're gonna leave that spot open for Nice, so he has an opportunity to play. But I don't like that because I don't like the idea of like relying on like no. a rookie as like the savior, no. especially because no. we don't know how like his college tournament is gonna go. What if like his team has like a devastating loss and that like and that kind of like um assists with them. So I don't like the idea of relying on nice. So I do hope that they look around the league and like try to get like an upgrade at that top left wing spot. Then you shore up the top six. The bottom six has been solid both defensively and can chip in offensively. I think yeah. if you do that, then you're a pretty solid team all, all, all around and you're ready for the playoffs. Yeah, the nice piece, I, I hear that a lot too. And I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, if you're gonna say that this guy's good, if you're gonna slot this guy and say, Hey, welcome to welcome from college. Here, you're on the top six now. I just I don't like that idea yes. in the playoffs. Because yeah. would you like to be part of the team's 18 year mission to win a playoff round? No pressure you on you. No it's pressure. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. I'm like, no. Okay, no. Like that. I mean, unless he is like godlike, like he's the next who would name the superstar. But no, I I agree with you. I, I think a veteran, good veteran. A person who's been there before, you know, an adult in the room would be <laughs> a preferred choice. That That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't Definitely. think Dubas is going to put the hopes and dreams of the season that we that where they are playing well in the, you know, in the arms of a, a teenager. I, if that's the solution and and they lose, then it's, you know, it basically signs his death warrant. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, I think at this point. Yeah. If you make a decision like that without trying to go all in and make a not I don't want to say necessarily a big move, but a move necessary to make some noise like there's no shortage of left wingers in the in in the league. And there are some teams this year that are doing better than others where teams that are supposed to be doing well, maybe aren't doing so well. So well. So I think that the trade market is going to be really fascinating this year. It's going to be really exciting. And it's going to be a buyer's market. I think there's so many names out there. So I think contenders are going to there's going to be contenders that are going to be able to pluck somebody. And you're going to say, that's it? That's all they got? Like, I feel like that there's really good value to be had. And to your point about Kyle Dubas, Kyle Dubas is a 
relentless gambling man, okay? He gambled his Leafs career on Matt Murray, and he it came up, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, he got 21 on Blackjack the first the first hand. I, I'm not I, – I don't go to the casino, so I, I don't know. But I tried to make a, <laughs> a good metaphor there. But, yeah, he mm-hmm. bet his career on Matt Murray, and he won. So maybe he thinks, I got one more left in me. <laughs> yeah, but I think to that point, we – and I and I am I have no qualms saying this. I don't think we've gotten to a point where Dubis has made that like, okay, let's go move. You know what I mean? Like every team will have like Florida last year, like full send, like Whoa. let's go, like every first round pick, every prospect, like gone. And I don't think Dubis has gotten to that point. Now, should he? I don't. I don't. I don't know if you need to. Again, yeah. considering that the the cast that we already have. If there was ever a year where Dubas just like looked at like the top like available player and said, you know what? First is gone, an important prospect is gone, maybe a young player or whatever is gone. Let's freaking try to do something here. We'll do it live. Let's go. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like every every trade deadline has been kind of like I'd say more like stealthy, stealthy and smart. You know, last year was cool with the Giordano trade. Solid, that was sick. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen that big bit, that big deal, and I'd be interested to see if this year ends up being the the go for it trade move for Dubas. Sneaky moves last year. I think this year what they might end up doing is trading two players. I think they're going to trade a player and a prospect and a pick for a big name, but it's going to be for a player that goes at the end of the year so that they can re up Camp as soon as possible because I don't think they're going to lose him. Oh, I hope not. I love Camp, man. Me camp is- too. When they resign camp. him, Welcome I'm buying the- a Camp jersey. Welcome to the yeah. Camp. Fan club, everyone. He's literally yeah, okay. my background. I love with him. the two. He's so fantastic. Sick, the two founding members of the camp fan camp fan club. <laughs> He's Toronto's yeah. Philip Deneau. I'm Awful. telling you. I'm telling it's you. True, true. I I remember when he got signed. Someone said that, and they got torched online. <laughs> I forgot who it was. Someone like had like analysis on it, and they got like ripped to shreds. And now watching him play, it's just like. Man, when I saw Camp lighting up Vasilevsky this year, like that sealed the deal. Like you have long term, they need to sign him long term. So I don't know good. what the number is gonna be, but like that that it's needs a, to it's be not in the enough. playoffs. Yeah, exactly. How, yeah. How the hell did this guy only have like he had like one career goal when he the Leafs were signed? He was on Chicago mm-hmm. when the Leafs signed yeah. him. Yeah, like how did he have just like people were like, oh, I, like when I saw him, I'm like, I've literally never heard of this person, but. Mm-hmm. Because he's mean, he's still fairly young, I think. Like he just finished his R uh, his. He just he was just signed to an RFA deal, I think, by the Leafs because he was mm-hmm. a free agent, and then they signed him to oh, another yeah. two years. And I think that they're going to re-sign him because I don't like I've I've been if you've watching this stream, you've probably people in the chat know. I, all I do is talk <laughs> about how great David Camp is because there's not many players like him. Now there's not many players like Mitch Marner either, but David Camp is like he's so good. To, defensively and he's so good in the faceoff dot and he gives them something that they have zero else of mm-hmm. in the lineup. Oh yeah. And I think to that point, Lauren, I think the, the reason, I think one of the main things behind his goal scoring is the fact that like goalies don't see it coming. You know, it's just like, okay, okay. This is David camp. He's yep. a defensive person. He probably can't. Oh, oh okay. And like last year, like, like I want to say his first like four goals were like complete bloopers. Yeah, like either they're like empty netters or like the goalie just like messed up, Hits and then but then when you actually yeah, but then when you actually look at him like and especially like his goal tonight, like he has like the skill, like he like he knows where to put the puck, like he may not like snipe it or or like blast or anything, but like he knows the places to score, and I think to that point, Lauren, like he's he's definitely a player. I hope they keep long, like they keep long term. Now my concern is that you know Edmonton will say hey. Hey. Gives all the money, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Eight years, eight, yeah. eight times eight, literally. That's like, the yeah. piece that adapt- the Oilers are missing, just so they know. But they can't eight have him. Eight. I will go to Edmonton yeah. myself and protest. I That'd swear be a very to God. Sad day. Ken, Hall- <laughs> Ken Holland is doing the Birdman meme right now. Just you oh, know, <laughs> that'd be so all disappointing. Right. <laughs> we got all right. We got to talk about some of the uh, the shenanigans that happened in the third period, mm-hmm. namely one Pierre Engvall. Now, yeah, that was uh, people were booing in the in the crowd. I'm like, okay, that was a major penalty, and I I kind of agreed with the ejection. Was it a dive? I don't know. But when a stick is coming and hitting someone in the head, I can't be a Leafs homer and say, oh, what a terrible call, soft, soft, bro, and then say turn on the other hand and say the Leafs got to watch these headshots because 
both things cannot coexist. So I was okay with the call. What about you? Yeah, it was one of those moments where, like, you watch it live, and it's just like, oh, what the heck's going on? Then you watch the replay, and it's like, oh. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't do like, that. Yeah, can, yeah. No. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so, like, now, do I think it was, like, a malicious, like, no. yeah, no, freaking job? Like, no, but, like, at the same time, like, you know, you have to, yeah, really careless. You have to be, yeah, you have to be careful, careful with your hockey stick there. Um, However, I have been a big proponent of Pierre Engvall getting angry. Angry Engvall. He looked pretty angry. Angval. I liked it. And last year, there were a lot of moments where he got angry. He had some nice push and shoves with, like, Tampa players and stuff. <laughs> so, hey, if this is what it takes, again, I'm I'm happy that, you know, there isn't any serious injury to injury to, to Jersey, and I completely agree agree with the call. But, like, if this is what it takes to, like, flip the switch on Angval, he had a nice shot on that power play. A bullet. Nice, nice shot. And if we can get more of that from Angval, that'd be sick. That would be great. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, you know, it gave us a nice Michael Bunty moment, so that was funny too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was, I love that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, okay, with Angval, I'm like, you know what? Everybody's everybody wants to be more aggressive. He wants to be more aggressive. Sorry. Um, how about you just finish a check, Angval? Maybe don't try to behead somebody the first time you try to be aggressive. <laughs> keep the keep the stick down. Just finish a check. That's all you gotta do. Everybody be happy. But well, he played well. I mean, that's what you need. I mean, the bottom six having two of the goals, like the two of the first goals. Angval and David Kampf. I mean, that's a, that's a very welcome sign in my books. Listen, I don't know if you guys have ever watched any kind of nature documentary, but angry giraffes <laughs> fuck people up. They fuck up lions. They will wreck you in on on the Sahara. Let me let me tell you. So it's if we can get an... thirty, it's the wildest thirty second clip you'll ever watch. Giraffes oh, yeah. fighting. And yeah. when you hear the impact of their heads, it's like, oh my, oh it god! It sounds like a oh car accident. Yeah, like giraffes fight accident. each other. They fight. They, yeah, they like full on swing their heads at each other, and the impact is like is shocking. They have horns for so a reason. Who, yeah. So I'm not gonna go to bed tonight. I'm just gonna be watching giraffes fighting. Great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I got work changed. in the morning. You're welcome. Yeah, work in the You're morning. welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. yeah, I I love I love the crowd booing Sean Dersey. I'm like, <laughs> screw you for getting. Hit in the back of the head with a hockey stick, <laughs> you big jerk. Kevin Papetti <laughs> tweeted out partway through the third that uh, Jersey had like 200 of his friends and family there for a Hollow Notes concert. And I was That's like, so funny. So cool. That's so funny. Because, <laughs> yeah, man. So like cold. every freaking. Every that was the second and the third, like the, that's that same song kept playing over and over again. And it's like, yeah. and that's 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 unfortunate. <laughs> But it's kind of funny. <laughs> like it's unfortunate because like and and it's weird because like when when I saw that tweet, I first saw it from Mike Stevens, um, and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, usually that's the part where Leafs fans get concerned, you know? Yeah. Former draft pick. We, he scored our first his first angel goal against us. Now this is his first game. He's gonna quiet the, the crowd. Kid. Oh my god. Oh, when they were booing him, I was like, stop, please, stop, stop, oh, stop Lord. it. Yeah. But hey, yeah. Nothing happened. So yeah, maybe that could be another sign. I'm getting I'm getting Vince Carter just hitting three pointers at game winners, <laughs> like four game winners against the Raptors after cheering. After after sorry, after getting booed mercilessly. But I mean, not 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 a great comparison, but you know what I'm going with that. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, and they kept showing Dursey's Dursey's parents. I think Dursey's mother was ready to fight the entire arena though. She's like yeah, good call. Good call, right? She was ready to fight everybody, but... Yeah, supportive parent. It was awesome to see. Any parent I mean, would just... do that for their kid. Come on. Mm -hmm. it's just, I it's would. Just good. I think my mom would just be like, ah, it's, he's fine. It's okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, get up. You're not hurt. Come on. Now. That's it. That's the immigrant parents. Uh... I think it would be great. So... <laughs> I, I have a question since we've talked about most of the game here, Omar. When you're doing this, are you are you watching it on your computer and clipping directly from a stream? How do you do how do you do what you do so well? And that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I'm like, how do you how do you have the time and the energy and the, the wherewithal to gif everything? Yeah, pretty much. So like I'll just have the game running on like some type of stream. Um I'll be watching it and then have another screen that's kind of like a little bit delayed um sometimes that doesn't work because you know vpns and all that type of stuff um so it's literally just a bunch of like record record and then just like wait um so you kind of like get like the flow of the game like you know if the leaks are generating a lot of pressure it's like okay there might be something here 
Um, so I'll kind of go there. Um, so it's it's kind of timing and um, an awareness, but also just like habitual stuff. Like a lot of it's kind of just like muscle memory at this point. And I don't know, man. Like I don't I don't think I'm that fast. Like a lot of people will say, like, oh my god, how do you get the melt so fast? I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm that fast. I think I'm just you're pretty fast <laughs> at, a no- at a normal speed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just I, I I love watching hockey. I love watching the game, and and it's there's so many things that happen that we don't that are like aside from goals and stuff. And I think that's been um, a cool thing to kind of pay attention to and and um and focus on a lot more. Um, I read this book like six or seven years ago. Uh, it was written by uh, Greg Wasinski, which was called uh, "Take Your Eyes Off the Puck." So pretty much just like like all the thing, all the other things that are taking place, like you know, outside of like goals and stuff. And that's where I've kind of gotten like this like I want to say fascination, but like hyper focus on like other things that are taking place. Like, hey, yeah, that was a great goal, but like it was also started from this. And also like everyone loves a good funny moment. So like you know when Michael Bunting is ripping on uh, ripping on Dursey, or like when Austin Matthews is like is having a conversation, or like when Sheldon Keefe like knows, knows the coach's challenge is going to work and he starts smiling. Like those are always moments, the moments to, to go through as well. And, you know, Lee's Twitter is awesome. So um, I'm happy that I can kind of help out with help out with Sh- the content there. Sidebar. Sheldon, Sheldon Keefe has been like a meme every game. Like he's, <laughs> he's on a, he's on fire. There was one where he just had the Robert De Niro just, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty, yep. pretty good there. That was one I saw. That was on a Matthews this- goal, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, because Bunting freaking snapped. Yeah, that was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bunting went off. Yeah, yeah, that was and great. Then, what was what was the one today? He was just like, saying, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, like oh, yeah. It's immediately, offside, immediately. offside. No, 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 challenge it, challenge it. No, it's off. So yeah, yeah that, he's, was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's he's killing me. I mean, and Michael Bunting too. Like that guy. Like he's probably like that. That was fun. He looked like the little guy, like the little guy in the fight. Like, Come on. Come on, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. But like when when the Leafs signed Bunting, there was something about him where I was like, you know what? I think you're gonna be my favorite player. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm very weird where I don't like I don't like getting jerseys or like really like like salivating over like the players that were supposed to, you know. So I don't know. People call me like people say tipsterish, whatever. I don't know. Right, like, yeah. you know, I'm a camp to, like, fan, dude. Don't even. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to like Matthew. You're supposed to yeah. like Elon. You're supposed to like Warner, right? So I like, an like IPA. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I was a big fan of like Nicholas Hagman. Like, I loved Hagman. That's why I didn't like Fanuf because in that trade, um, I cut. Clark MacArthur. I loved loved Clark MacArthur. Low key, um, he was good. Connor Brown, love man. That trade made me so upset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So so when Connor Brown got traded, I was like, oh my god, I don't have anyone. And then. Michael and Bunting. then Mr. Scarborough comes back, and you yeah. liked Michael Bunting before it was cool to like Michael Bunting. Yeah, that's okay. true. I, I don't know what it was. Something, something about him. I was like, "Yep, he's sick." And then he scored a hat trick in the preseason. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, he's sick." And he kept going up, and I was like, "Yes, he's sick." And then now, now he's just who he is now. So hopefully he resigns at a decent number that's affordable and fair. Um, and if he leaves, then I will be upset again, and I'll probably yes. take. I'll probably retire from buying these jerseys. I think I have... he likes it here. I think you're gonna get lucky here, Omar. I think he's gonna stay. I hope. I hope, I hope so, because that would be a very that would be that would be a dark You'll... day. I'll tweet you when <laughs> it happens. Like... I'll send you a. I'll send you an edible arrangement. <laughs> It'll <laughs> nice. be awesome. Mm-hmm. It'll be awesome. Well, and mm-hmm. I hope. I hope uh, Samsonov resides at the end of the season too, because he only signed a one year deal, and he has been so good. That's who the Edmonton Oilers are going to sign at the end of the season from the Leafs. That's who it's going to be, if it's going to be anybody. Oh, God, yeah. $10 million tandem. (laughs) (laughs) Now they've got it. At least one of them will be worth it. Now they've they've found it. Mm -hmm, Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's if you want to talk about, and everyone's kind of saying, you know, oh, let's wait till April. Let's wait till April. But, you know, first of all, why do you watch the games then? Second of all, you know, the goaltending is different. Okay. Yep. This is not the same because I've been I was saying in previous streams that to me this might be the best pound for pound goalie tandem I've seen in a long time. I can't even find the comparable. Like I don't know who would have been better. Maybe not even in this Matthews Marner Nylander era. Like I yeah. think this is the best tandem that we've seen in this era at least. Yeah, Most consistent. Most consistent for sure. So far. So far. But Fantastic, though. Yeah. It's just been like, and that's, I think that was the missing ingredient. Like, we didn't have those. I remember when we would have like these conniptions, like, oh no, like, it's like, well, so Frederick Anderson plays, he's play, or Fred, Jack Campbell plays on Friday, 
we're gonna put Michael Hutchinson on Saturday. And now it's just like, oh, we're good. We have one of each. Oh God, Michael Hutchinson. Those were the days. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think like the, the the key word the key word there is uh, is consistency, right? Um, that Lauren brought up is that like we know what to expect, and we know that the Leafs are gonna have an opportunity to win every game. That goal that that Matt Murray gave up in overtime, that was probably the first goal this season where I was like, okay, you probably could have had that. Yeah. Now, Sam, um, I don't, I can't recall off the top of my head if Samson has had a moment like that, but like the Leafs have confidence in their goaltending. And even when Jack Campbell was like going nuts, like he was still needing, he still needed to make like crazy, like, AHL saves like nutty saves but when it comes to Murray and Samsonov they're positioned well it's positional saves chilling yeah exactly they do not need to if they do need to move it's because there's chaos in front but like for the most part the pucks are just hitting them yeah and we see see it all the time those are that's signs of steady goaltending and that's solid and the fact that both of them are playing that way now I don't need to be worried if like say fast forward April if Matt Murray like you know messes up game one and then you know Sheldon Keith gives them the, gives them the redemption for game two. Okay, cool. We'll throw Samsonov in, in in game three, and then we'll be fine. It's not going to be like, a, oh my god, we have to put Eric, we have to put Michael Hutchinson in, or oh my god, we have to put Eric Shelgren in. Like we have like a steady tandem where both goaltenders are playing well. They're feeding off of that. They're supporting each other, and again, the team is getting wins off of that. So yeah, like the goaltending, man. That that was one area like heading into this season where I was like, okay, if we can at least get like. Like, like Lauren, you brought up like if you can get like goaltending that was like ten percent better. I just wanted to like give me like nine hundred. Yeah, <laughs> give me nine hundred. Give me nine hundred, and I'll be fine. And I want to say both are over nine twenty. So yeah. like, it's been it's been solid. It's been great. What a difference! You, you, you expect it to normalize mm. maybe a little bit, but so I don't, don't know. say that. Shh. I, I'm just trying to. I'm just, like, <laughs> Why would you say that? I I just saying it maybe. Knock on the wardrobe behind okay. or something. That's some I bad want juju. people, I like people that. who are watching this, <laughs> the desk is- people who are watching this live. Can we clip that last ten seconds? And then, <laughs> yeah. and no, Matt I'm Murray, gonna be a meme. And Matt Murray gives up like a best of toss I'll get the cat laser just, pointer like, post- and do it into the video <laughs> thing, like, just, like Post that on on afterwards. Oh, so I'll be like, I'll be right. I'll be like one night, like I was like an oracle of that. <laughs> yeah, super. But like, I don't want to be right about the least losing. So I don't know how it, I feel man. about that. You said I don't know how I feel about that. You said it, man. That's like that's like, yeah, that's like some like How that's like some monk. Yeah, that's that's tough. How that would be you? really hard. That would be really <laughs> conflicting. All right, Omar. Before we you know before we wrap it up, I I, I want to talk about yourself, like and how you got started okay. in the the hockey media and how you've kind of carved out your niche of being you know the 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 gift king of Twitter, so to speak. <laughs> well, and not and- only that, but you're you're huge in the athletic. You you yes. work for you mm. for Yahoo Sports. Like you you've made a name for yourself. And if if I can just if I can just take that question and and narrow it down, what advice mm. do you wish somebody gave to you when you were getting started in what you're doing? Um. Yeah, I think the the best advice that I would give anyone is literally if you want to do stuff in hockey, just do it. Yeah, that's literally how I started. I just what I, I remember I, I so I first made a Twitter account because I wanted to make have uh, more followers than my sister because she was <laughs> because she was she was really invested in it and I was like I, and I didn't really that. care and I was like <laughs> I wow that. okay so fine so like I think she had like like ninety like ninety seven followers so I was like okay I got to hundred and I was like hey look I have more followers than you <laughs> like how what and so then I just left it I didn't really check but then you know obviously I've been a Leafs fan since I was four so. I just realized, okay, there are a lot of people who like talk about the leads on Twitter. So I would literally just like search like anime gifts and like tweet them randomly throughout throughout the game. Um, so that's kind of how I just started on on Twitter. And then in 2017, I just realized that I had a lot to say about the leads, and I didn't want to like only like or about the leads about hockey in general. I just didn't want to like put it all on Twitter. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just start a blog. So I started my own blog. I would just um I would have like three things that took place like in the NHL where there's like a suspension or a penalty I have like dumb segments like how many games because like no one can decide how many freaking games we're going to get because <laughs> there's no thing. consistency there's no consistency at all um so yeah so that so that started just kind of towards like March and April 
um got some uh, great a great boost uh from a special person hi serena hope you're watching uh because at first i really didn't want to do it i was kind of apprehensive and she's like no no go go for it do it um uh so so did that um then afterwards i guess my writing kind of started getting noticed i started writing for fan um for tip of the tower on fan sided um on a winning habit there um, started writing for pension plan puppets which was a dream come true for me because i used to read them uh, growing up when i was a kid um so that was awesome and then um just one day i just wanted to start like kind of like adding some clips of like other things like besides goals and such and i don't think like gifting overall overall was like really big like at the time the biggest gifter was flinter flinter was awesome like godly like we get he like, was literally so good every single and thing then he like, vanished, be like a puff of air yeah, so that I just started, I just kind of started to see if I can kind of put my own little spin, my own little, my own little twist, and um, on gifting, and then started doing that. Um, started to get a little more confidence and put more personality, hence like the anime and the anime jokes and stuff. Um, and and then and then I wanted to make a new account because my first account kind of started to get a little clustered. Um, and then I was like, okay, I need a new name, so I was like, all right, well, like my favorite goals are tic tac toe goals. I love those goals. It kind of works with my name. And then the TOs like kind of for Toronto. I was like, okay, here we go. Oh. Um, uh, so yeah, so then continued writing on on the uh, on pension plan puppets. Um, James Myrtle from the Athletics started reading my stuff. Said, hey, would you want to do some freelance writing? Um, so that's how that started. And wow. then just the the gifting, just you know, I just got you know more and more used to it. You know, again, it became more habitual. I started having more fun with it, trying to have more personality, and then just. You know, I guess people just started to, to like the account, and, and here we are. So, so yeah, I guess. Uh, but so I'm oh, sorry to cut you off. No, but, no, uh, no. Remember, please remember, remember, kids. Yeah. Always use spite to your advantage. You wanted to get more followers <laughs> than your sister, and you started a career out of it. So yeah. So yeah. So I think the best <laughs> advice is I and and I think especially when it comes to like sports writing, a lot of people will say like, oh well, you have to earn your stripes. You have to go to like this school and that school, or whatever. No, and I'm not, not taking anymore. away from people who do like go into sports journalism for stuff, but like. We live now in a new age, especially over the last like 10 to 15 years, where like some of the best like content writers in hockey are just people who just like love the sport. They're fans and just had something to say about it and wanted to make it their own. Um, and I think we're seeing again a lot of the top like writers that you read right now have started that same way. And yeah, they rip on you and say, like, oh, you're just like a basement blogger. But like, no, it's just it's just just doing what you love. And if so if if writing about hockey or covering about hockey or making videos after Leafs games uh, like you two are doing, if that's what you want to do, literally just do it. And if someone tells you not yeah. to do it, say, hey, screw you. I'm going to do it anyway. And then just make it your own. Don't feel like you need to, like, you know, copy someone or be like someone else. Just be you because that authenticity is going to be picked up and people are going to appreciate you for it. Well, and then someday yeah, you can kidnap someone else's off Twitter and make them come on your stream like we did. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes full circle. Exactly. <laughs> I love that though. Just just shoot your shot. I mean, I was I was like I I went to school for this and I was kind of out of it for 6 years. But mm -hmm. I until so I was I worked in marketing, so I'm like, I don't need it. And then I hear the posting, I'm like, I'm going to go for it and I just did. So, the mm -hmm. point is, I guess what you're making is this just do it. Just if you think you can do it, do it because people might think you can do it as well. Yeah, and you you never know who's going to be who's going to look at yourself or read yourself. Like it could be complete chance, but all it takes is one person to just click on that thing, click on that, that post that you write or, or watch this, watch this video compilation that you make. All it takes is one person to see it. And then you never know how many, how many doors can open. So for me, I be you know, big thanks to Chris O'Krinitz, who, uh, you know, is a, is a good buddy of mine. He was the first person uh, to kind of see, see stuff from my independent blog. And from there it just went up. So do it. If you want to do it, literally just do it and just, have fun doing it too. So the first time that, that you got that DM in your uh, in your inbox asking, yeah. "Hey, you want to come freelance for the athletic?" So how loud did you scream and who did you call first? Oh, I like bossed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I actually, told Serena first. I was like, "Oh my god, the athletic wants me to write, write for them." Um, and so so yeah, that was cool. And that first po that doing that first post was like nerve wracking because it's like. This is the athletic. Oh my god! Right, yeah. and I and I got this. And I got that. I always get that. I always kind of get like that, like rush of like butterflies. I guess whenever I like write write something because it's like, okay, I'm writing this thing that everyone's gonna everyone's gonna everyone's gonna 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 read and 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 like and such. And um, so great. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like the the first time, yeah, the first time it happened was pretty funny. Um, reading some of the comments is hilarious. Uh, some people were like, oh my god, the gift person is a uh, is um <laughs> is is uh, is uh, doing doing articles now. Um. <laughs> Which okay, and then um, I guess I didn't. I didn't even talk. I sorry, I didn't talk about Yahoo. Um, 
Now the Yahoo thing, so that started um kind of independent of of writing, and um there was this I there's this an idea. It, it, it's funny every time I talk about it, it's like it's like uh, Nick Fury's um monologue in the Avengers. There was this idea that <laughs> um <laughs> that people could come together and do something greater. Um, <laughs> I got this DM once, and they were like, "Hey, we're making this new show. It's called Zone Time. Um, you know, Julia McKenzie is going to be one of the hosts, and we want to bring this all together." And the the main idea about Zone Time was that hey, people who are fans of hockey and who watch hockey and who support hockey uh, look like different things. Um, and there I is a it. lot of diversity and inclusion within that. And that's what Zone Time has kind of grown up to be. So you know, there's myself, Julia McKenzie, Sam Chang, Avery Lewis McDougal, um, yeah. Arun. Like, it, it, it's so amazing just like having, again, these people who don't look like your prototypical hockey fan. I'm talking about it. Now, some people know sometimes people want to be nasty in the comments and say, oh, what do you know about hockey? Oh, actually a lot. Um, <laughs> Probably more than you do. And then you silence them with person. all of your knowledge. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so just like that. So, so that, um, writing out The Athletic has just been, it's been great ways, I guess, to just, you know, be part of hockey, hockey uh, Twitter, be part of hockey culture. And again, just being able to, you know, kind of uh, have a voice, I guess, uh, I guess within the sport. And, um, and I think, Another thing that I've been really proud, um, that I kind of proud myself on is like not really hesitating from like the from the serious points, especially when it comes again to the ideas of inclusion within the sport and the many issues that happen there. Um, and put in spaces like Zone Time as well as my own accounts, I think I've kind of taken opportunities to do that. Um, so that's been a very fulfilling, a filling aspect of um, I guess the Tic Tac Tomar saga uh, on Twitter for me. Well, uh, you've been, a, um, you've... Avery heard you and he said, uh, "That's right, talk." <laughs> so, uh, there you go. <laughs> Avery's listening to you. I love it. Shout out Avery from uh, Game Over Canada. Let's go, guys. Mm. We always we always have Game Over. All all the other hosts from all the other chats always end up popping in. I pop in on everybody's stream. It's what we do. We share it's the love big... all across Canada, even though we support different awesome. teams. And mm. Omar, you know, you've already made such a great impression on on so many people and so many Leaf fans. And being a part of such an inclusive group like. Like zone time, you know, you can never have too much inclusiveness and you can never have too much exposure and you can never bring too many people from different places all in because, you know, maybe somebody that has watched hockey only ever sees the panel and has never seen anybody that looks like you. Right. And so for you to be able to bring that (laughs) and and for you to only really have gotten started in the last few years as seriously as you have. And to, to know that your trajectory is, you know, only going to go up, it's it's so great to have you on the show now. So when you're big and famous, we can be famous too. <laughs> Absolutely. We can say we had Tic Tac Tomar on our show. Look at this. See, I'm serious. We had him on our show, okay? We're not lying to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's been great having you on the show. Hopefully, maybe later this season, we can have you back again. Uh, Absolutely. For Game Over, uh, my name is Lauren Williamson. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren in the Six. My name is Fuad Solomon. You can find me on all the socials, including the TikTok, where I make some funny videos, at Fuad underscore sports. Omar? Oh, uh, I'm Omar. Oh, God, I'm so, I'm, I'm so horrible at this. <laughs> um, I'm Omar. Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter at Tic Tac Tomar. Uh, you can catch me on Zone Time uh, in the mentions and uh, the Athletic. have the Athletic Report on Saturday. Hopefully the Leafs don't lose that one, because that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're never losing again. Sorry? That's it. They're never losing again. That's it. I hope. I hope so. But ca- games against Calgary are always Cadre's on, ca- on Calgary now. Bum no. bum bum bum. Oh, At least he's already played against okay. the Leafs. Yeah. 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 So we'll see how that goes. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Well, make sure you tune in for the game. Game over, everybody. Thank you for watching the stream. If you are watching, if you do like the stream, please leave us a like. Please subscribe. Please leave a comment. If you have any questions for Omar, uh, we'll make sure to get those. And then when he's back later this season, we will try to get to them. Uh, Thank you again for watching tonight. And uh, hope you all have a fantastic evening. For Game Over Toronto, I'm Lauren. I'm Fuad. We're never losing again. Let's go. (laughs) Have a good night, everybody. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.